I, I, I want to go straight to the Scripture. I, I really do. I, I want to go straight to the Scripture. If you are following along on your phone, I highly recommend that or Bible or whatever. I want you to go to the second chapter of Genesis. And we're actually going to begin at verse 21. Now, everybody here knows this story, or, or you think you do anyway. But I think it, is it today? Uh, the Lamentation 3, 22, 23, one of my favorite scriptures, it talks about uh, the faithfulness of God is great. And you know the chorus to that song, I love that hymn, by the way, uh, morning by morning, new mercies I see. Folks, so I don't care how many times you've heard this story, I want you to listen today because God has a new light that he wants you to see, and I believe it will bless you. And so verse 21, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to go all the way through the third chapter and the 13th, 12th, 13th verse. So we're going to just keep going. You need to kind of put your blinders on, and let's read together. And the Lord caused the deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, you hear it at weddings all the time, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Verse 1, chapter 3, Now the serpent was more cunning or subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. <clears throat> and he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Satan always has, does, and will until he's in the bottomless pit forever want to stand in the place of God. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desired to make one wise. Here we go. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. That's how deep the devil's bag of tricks. It, it's three tricks deep. That's all it is. 
He'll repackage it every kind of way, shape, and form, but it's only three tricks deep. That's all it is. And so she took of it, and she ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God, he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? Then the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate it. Now, I want to tell you that all my life, I have heard many people preachers and messages talk about and put Eve ladies if you don't normally pay attention to me you want to pay attention today alright because if you've ever been ragged before here's your opportunity to kind of bow up against somebody alright so Eve has always been accused, she did. She was deceived. The Bible even says it in another place, that the woman was deceived by the serpent. But you know, God, can I say this? Wednesday night while Joe was speaking, I, I was preaching another message this week, but while Joe was speaking, he made one comment about Adam. And as soon as he made that comment, the Holy Ghost spoke this message to me right here. And Eve has always been the one that's been blamed. She's always been blamed. But God showed me something that I think because of the day and the time we're living in and the assault and attack on families and marriages, God showed me something that I needed to kind of look at a little bit deeper. And I want, I want to say that Eve is to blame, but, but this is also us as individuals. Eve is representing us in this story, but Adam is also representing us in this story because the Bible says in the book of Romans that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But this is the thing that God really struck a chord with me when I read that again after hearing the message Wednesday night, or, or, or just the reference. That ain't even what the message was about, by the way. It was in Thessalonians 4. You need to go back and hear that. Watch it if you can. But could it be, folks, just bear with me for a second. Could it be that the very first sin 
committed in the garden was not the fact that Eve ate the apple, but the fact that Adam was not there. He had forsaken his wife for a period of time, and it created an opportunity for the serpent to come in and do the thing he did and offer the woman. The Bible says the weaker vessel doesn't mean the woman's less than a man, but that's her role in the, in the setup of God. And could it be that the first sin was the forsaking of the husband going to do whatever? We don't know what Adam went to do. He didn't have to work. Not yet. He didn't have to plow. He didn't have to till. He didn't have to cut grass. He didn't have to go put in 8, 10, or 12. He didn't have to do it. He was living in paradise, folks. Food was literally right in the aisles of where he would walk at every day. He could eat anything but one thing. He didn't have to work. So what did he go off do and do? The very first sin in the Bible perhaps could be not that Eve ate the apple, but that Adam abandoned his spot in that relationship and it opened the door to a vulnerable woman to be tricked by the devil instead of him staying in his place to cover his wife and be the Lord of his house and the priest of his home. The men are upset because now the woman's got something to come back at him at. And... Women are in awe and shock because you've never thought about that before. So that's why everybody's quiet. When I marry couples, and I've married, I'm looking at some I've married in here. Every, every single time in counseling and usually on the day of the wedding, I will explain and I will stress the role and and the organization of the home with the husband and with the wife, and that the husband is just taking care of a gift God loaned him, but he's actually serving in the place of God in that marriage, in that home with that woman. That's why the Bible says, husbands, love your wives the way Christ loved the church. And so I'll go through that. I put a lot on men because God said, I'm going to allow you to stand in my place in, in this particular relationship. I'm letting you be the physical servant on my behalf in a marriage. That's why husbands have the spiritual authority. They have the spiritual leader, but you never have to, if you're doing your job, you never have to bring that up. I haven't had to do it in 30, almost 32 years. When you do what you have, I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on the Word of God that I make sure that I try my, what I, I, I obey. And so you don't have to say, well, I'm the head of the house. No, you're not. If you have to say it, you ain't the head of the house, cuz. <laughs> it's an automatic thing God put in place that it's just standard when everything's done right, when people pray right, when people live right, when people trust each other, do the right things. God is the primary thing in the home above everything and all people. You don't have to tell anybody, I'm the wife, I'm the weaker vessel, I'm the husband. You don't have to do that. I'm doing a lot of marriage stuff right now, but I want everybody to understand what this is all about here because this is what's being attacked. And so... The two became one 
But one of them left their spot for just a small amount of time. Adam left his spot. And Adam was put to sleep by God. I'll talk about this again. But he was, let me say this. I'm sorry, fellas. Do you know that God could have used any part of the body he wanted to? He could have took his ankle and made a woman, made a helpmate for him so he wouldn't be lonely. He could have took a finger. He could have took a joint in, in, in his thumb and made a woman because he's God. He can do whatever he wants to. But I think God did it for a symbolic reason, and I'll be convinced of that. I, th I think with all my heart, he took a rib which was on Adam's side as a reminder for Eve, but for Adam, you are to always remain faithful in me and to your wife and to your family and stay by their side through it all. I think that's why God did that. A part of me wants to think that anyway. A person that's got guilt all of them will want me to show you a Bible verse. Well, I'm just telling you, he took it from her side, amen? <laughs> so do what you want to. And Adam left Eve. You got to see this. Adam left Eve. The devil didn't come when they were together. After he did his trick, then he left because he, he knew, he knew that up until then that the garden was a holy, safe, sinless paradise that God created and he meant for humanity to enjoy. But sin entered the picture. All it had to happen was one time. By the way, this is a good thing for you to remember. All it had to take place was one time, and Satan knows that sin is, is a ripple effect. It's a domino effect. And what happened, you could see it played out. As soon as Adam did come back into the picture, well, he, offered, he was offered the apple. And by then, the damage was already done. He left, so she ate, and now he ate, and then everybody else. And you can see this continuing. Now the marriage is more than on rocks. The, the, the marriage has entered a whole new category called death. It's been called sin, and it's called death. And from a death, sin-laced marriage, you're going you're gonna to get a death, sin-laced family. What happened with Cain and Abel, by the way? Some point along, he might have been a grown man, but it don't matter. There was something in the training of the home that went missing because the Bible says when Cain was alone with Abel, what did he do? He killed his brother. So you see, it keeps on keeping on and that's why when we leave our spouse alone we don't cover them we don't cover our children we don't cover our parents and you might say well well preacher but wait a minute now I can't go to school with my children yes you can yes you can you can you can lay your hand on his or her or their heads every morning or you can pray and you can say, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would go before them. You would be a shield and a buckler. You would be a strong tower that they can run into. Let no harm come nigh their dwelling. God, keep them in all their ways. Let them walk today at that school in a path of righteousness for your name's sake. Yes, you can go with your child to school. Now... 
I was raised that way so much that when I got older and I was tempted to do things, you know what I would say? Until I still just did it anyway at some point. Now, I know how I'm going to say this before I say it, so don't anybody get unnerved. Because you probably have too if you were raised in a good home or, or you just raised in a home where parents didn't play, play no games. If, if some guys would try to get me to smoke, steal, or, 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 or drink, or do something I knew was wrong, anything at all, you know what would go across my mind and it would come out of my mouth? If I do that, my mama will tear my tail up. And you telling me that you can't go with your children? Oh, oh mine went with me. These thousands of things through my adolescent years that I didn't do because my mom and daddy was right there with me. Because you knew back then if you got whipped at school, you got a nothing at the house waiting on you for free. Amen? Hey, without a public defender, you just automatically going to get one at home. Because back then, it wasn't the teacher's fault. Thank you, teachers. So, a beautiful home turns into a broken home. The couple, the two should have been one. What should have stayed beautiful? What should have been something enjoyed? They didn't have to do anything but just live and enjoy and obey the one thing God told them not to do. And so they didn't do it, and Adam left his place, and that's when it all started because, see, God created man first. The man had the primary responsibility. After you named all the animals, stay by your wife's side. You know, was it Loretta Lynn? She, she, she didn't know this. Because what did she say? Stand by your man. Huh? Tammy Wynette. It was one of them. See, y'all listen to more country music than me. No, I'm joking. I thought it yesterday when I was thinking about this. I really thought it was Tammy Wynette. But I just saw that long black hair singing, stand by your man. And, and so, I, well, Loretta's was black, but Tammy's was blonde. Now everybody knows what to tell people you learned in church today. All right. And so, it wasn't really her job to, it is her job to be faithful, but it was Adam's job to do what God had put him in that garden to do. Father, husband, daddy, or engaged people. I, and I'm talking to people online, too, and I get that. Your job is, and I realize we don't, everybody ain't married. Some people ain't going to get married. People's previously been married. I know all of the setups. But what we're talking about here is everybody in the room online or that will be online at some point watching this, you yourself, number one, are to be faithful to God. And I will say this at the end. You are to be faithful to God. And stay by the side of God. He will never leave you nor forsake you. But what about you? Will you walk away from him just like Adam did, just for a moment long enough because sin is pleasurable for a season? And then there are other people in your life. You do have siblings or you have friends or you have people 
don't leave them. What do you hear the military say a lot of times when they overseas? We can't leave a man behind, right? They don't leave one behind. Firemen, we don't leave police. We don't leave, we don't leave one of our brothers behind. We don't leave one of our sisters behind. And when you leave behind, somebody always dies, and that's what happens. So I want to hurry up, and I want to tell you Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And, and, and he gave himself for her. Now, I talked about the parents. I talked about the husband. I talked about the wives, but I got to talk about the children for one second here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to conclude. Because children, it's too easy in this day and age to leave children unattended. Do you know, I want to get better at finishing a statement before I start another statement, but I just, it pops in my head. But do you know a lot of these school shootings that have happened over the past 20 years have taken place? Now, I'm not saying they're wrong, but when they become an idol or a god, they're very wrong. But do you know, a lot of these school shootings and these mass shootings, even in movie theaters, they have come from children that have grown up and their parent was YouTube or Xbox or Sony PlayStation. I could go old school and y'all say, or Atari, but there ain't nobody sold out to Atari. But do you understand me when I tell you this? And I know, hey, we got grandchildren. And a little 30 minutes here watching this little light of mine and stuff like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about hours upon hours because, number one, you don't have to fool with them. Number two, you don't have to worry about them doing this. At least they're in the house and I know what they're doing. Well, no, you don't. It ain't what they're doing necessarily all the time. It's what the world is doing through them through that medium. And so children are abandoned even within the confines of their own home and left alone many times. And then one day uh, they grow up and they might be in these games. That uh, And look, I, I used to play around just about that much in Frogger and Gallagher. Look, a lot of these people that's under 50, I just, they, they, they think I'm on something, on medication when I, they don't know what I'm talking about. Jaleel, tell me some games, man. I, help me out here. I'm, tell, huh? Hey, what about, is Mortal Kombat still a game? The only way I, huh? Okay, the only way I know that is because, not because I've ever played it, but my nephew, Nathan, who's in college, when he was a little boy, he would call it Myrtle Comeback <laughs> or something like that. That's how I know the name of that game. He heard somebody else say it or people at school. So what I'm trying to do here, I'm trying to get everybody to understand one thing, and that is that when you walk away because you just don't feel it or you're tired or you're busy or uh, whatever Adam's reason was, Satan, he never, ever takes a nap. 
He's sitting there, and he's waiting, and he's going to walk into the... He walked into the scene with Eve, but he slithered away when God got through with him. So he's been slithering on his belly into marriages, into homes, into relationships, into churches, into schools. He's in neighborhoods, in into in White Houses, into all kinds of uh, news and entertainment outlets. He's been doing this since that moment. And what we are, church, we are not ignorant of his devices, and we've got to understand that might seem innocent, and that would never happen to me or them or us, but it's been happening since pretty much the beginning of time. Amen, it has. And it's even more now because we are the only threat to the kingdom of darkness, you see. So... I want to tell you, this is why I always tell you on a regular basis, I, I say, look, come to prayer. Come to church. Bring your children to Wednesday night. And, and can I just say something about that again? I, I thank God for people that are coming for Wednesday night. But I cannot pray. I cannot pray for the health of homes, marriages, even outside of relationships, I cannot pray when people still, for one reason or another, continue to abandon their families and not bring them to the house of God on Wednesday nights and on Sunday mornings. You don't, not a single person has to amen or do anything. But I cannot pray and God Answer my prayer when you insist on continue to be disobedient. And I'm saying that to anybody online that never comes to multitudes or never will, for that matter. I want you to know, you cannot keep flirting with the world and abandoning it and letting Satan come in. Because, see, these are designated times of worship. This is why tens of thousands of dollars has been poured into that campus over there so that we, we understand this here, and we're doing stuff here. I keep telling you every week about upstairs. That's coming quick. But church, it don't matter how much we do, how much we prepare, how much we pray. If you leave your side, if you leave your, and you abandon worship during the time of worship, there is a price to pay, and you will feel it in your family at some point or another. So I got to tell you, first thing, you got to be faithful. What can I do about it? And I'm hurrying. You got to be faithful. Finish what God started in your life. Finish, let God finish what he started with you. God gave you a family, let him finish that out his way, in his definition. It's in yourself, in your spouse, in your seed, your children. Self, south, uh, spouse, uh, seed. That, that way, I tried to put it in a way where you could remember in myself, let God finish this. What, he that's begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Stay faithful by the side of Jesus in your life. Stay faithful together by your spouse's side and stay faithful by your seed's side, your child's side. Be faithful. Second thing is watch, literally watch and pray. Don't fall asleep at the wheel. Your child's eternity, your marriage, 
uh, the, 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 the duration of your marriage is what's at stake. I don't care if you've been married 40 years or like us or even longer. Hey, there's people, I'm going to go red for a minute. There's people that been busted up after 30 years of living together. Amen? Look, people get carnal at all ages of life. Amen? People lust and play around at 70 years of age just like they do 21 years of age. Amen? Amen. They do. So don't, don't fall asleep. Watch and pray. Watch and pray all the time with your children. I don't care if you say, well, they don't want to go to church. Or... Uh, I'm trying to get my neighbor to come, but their child don't like church or their child's an introvert. You know, I, man, I, oh, my word. How many things have we heard over the years? We've heard it all. Yeah, they, they kind of stay to themselves. Yeah, of course they stay to themselves. Do you know isolation is what Satan saw when he was with Adam and Eve? He saw isolation because Adam walked away, so there's Eve isolated. He got in there. And he sees isolation as an opportunity of concentration. He can now concentrate on how he can give you an apple or mess this thing up or flip it or destroy it or make it sour and bad. He'll do that. But he does it. That's why I tell people, stay in church. Stay in church. And, and, a, and a good sign of this is when people run and seclude to themselves, you better watch out. The devil is all behind that. And, and the third thing is, after you watch and pray, is you've got to stop being so passive when it comes to the devil. You've got to understand, you don't pay attention to him. You, you discount everything that keeps you out of church. That keep, you discount everything, or you try to justify everything. Why do you always be so hard on us? I'm not being hard. The people that are living right have no problem with what I'm preaching. Amen? Well, you didn't get all the amens on that one, and I knew that wasn't going to happen. I wasn't begging. But I'm telling you, folks, you've got to see. Wait a minute. The devil's the one that's trying to cause a head-on collision in my marriage. The devil's the one that's trying to cause me to lose my children now. The devil's the one behind us. He's the one that's setting this up, making somebody at work pay attention to me a little bit more, and I'm getting attention at home. I, we can just do this a long time today, but I want you to understand today. I ask God, God help me, help me to teach, preach, say whatever. I just want people to understand your home does not have to be a casualty of 2022. Amen. Your marriage does not have to be a casualty of the day and the hour because we are right before the rapture of the church. It doesn't have to be. You can go home together to heaven, and it doesn't get any better than that ever. So don't be so passive with the devil. And so let me, let me just say this real quick. It would kind of look something like this in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And so from the dust of the earth, he created, he created Adam. He created the husband. He created him. He said, I give you all this. Hey, you don't have to do anything, but just enjoy life. And then he saw Adam enjoying life and all that. He said, but wait a minute, he's lonely. So what he did, as I said, he didn't go to his ankle or his ear, but he went, he put him to sleep. He went inside of his rib cage, took out one rib, and then he formed woman, and he gave him a wife, and then 
He said, this wife right here will help him. This wife will be a blessing to him. And they will enjoy paradise together. And, and they did. But again, for I don't know how many times I've said it today, some reason or another, Adam just one day, he got up and he went to do something else. He forgot about his role. He forgot about his mission. And the moment that he walked out on Eve, Satan walked in. Don't ever leave your wife alone with the devil, by the way. Don't ever leave your child alone with the devil, by the way. Disconnect the Internet, take out cable, and you even got to watch out for digital now. But hey, don't leave your children alone with the devil. Don't leave it. And so the devil comes into the picture. And all the devil had to do was just start going through this because Satan knows the word of God. And so Satan said, listen, oh, God didn't say you, you, you won't die. He knows if you eat this, your eyes will be open. You'll be smart like him. You'll have the knowledge he has. And so Eve said, whew, that ain't, that ain't a big deal. And so Eve got the apple. She took the apple, and that was it. Satan didn't have another thing he had to say. His work was done. He moved in like the Navy SEALs got the job done and got right out. And then not long after that, I guess Adam decided, well, I think I'll go back home to my woman now. Uh, go, you know, it's getting late. Hey, adult here, it's getting late at night now. I think I'll go to the house now. I think six people understood where I was going with that. So he went back home. And then she offered him the apple. He ate the apple. And the rest is literally history. And that's the irony of all this. It could have been avoided if somebody that was put in the position to be faithful. But it didn't stop there, you see, because now Satan knows I ain't going to just stop with the husband and wife. So he goes and while parents are busy doing other things, he goes into the bedroom, and he'll put all these things. Well, look, this place is like the Bible. It's swept, and it's garnished. There's no prayer uh, laying around in this room. This, this baby ain't covered by the prayers of, the, of Almighty God. This baby's unprotected. This child, this young lady, look, she's, she's been left alone by her parents. So I think this is what I'll do. I think I'll just help her run across this ad on her phone that'll get her kind of suspicious or curious is a better word about what this is. And I, I've heard other girls talk about this at school. And so there you go because she's parents stay out of the room. They don't look. They don't go back and clear out. The children know how to clear out cash and all that. I don't mean C-A-S-H. Just look it up on the Internet later on. Hey, they know how to do all these things. Parents, they're smarter than you when it comes to technology. They know how to get these virtual private networks. Like, they know how to do all this stuff. But you can win at that if you want to talk to the preacher later. Listen, I'm telling you, we have to understand we cannot leave our children alone. And then it's not just at the house. Satan says, well, uh, I can't just focus on the mom and daddy. I just can't focus on the children. Now I've got to make sure I cover all the ground. So here, here's what Satan does. He says, I know what I'll do. He says, hey, 
I'm not going to let up. I'm not going to wait till they come back home. I'm just going to go to where they are at school. And here they are. Look, people's not paying attention here. Oh, and what do we have here? We have, we have this young man right here. And of all things, his mama packed his lunch today. His daddy made sure that he had money to get a snack later on. They made sure he had his homework because they want to post it on Facebook that their child's an honor student. But they didn't pray over him. And so now, he may not be the one getting shot. He may be the one doing the shooting. He may be the one that they tempt to go out and vape. He may be the one, oh, 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 oh. You know, that's a hidden baby right now. No, y'all don't know that, do you? Oh, yeah. I didn't talk to you about all this stuff. Oh, it's in the schools now, vaping. Yeah, it's the coolest thing since rolled up cigarettes in a white T-shirt in the 50s and 60s. Does anybody know what I'm talking about on that one? Okay, so here we go. We're, we're just rehashing these old things again. And I want the people at this church to know one thing. You've got to be faithful to your God. You've got to be faithful to your spouse. You cannot leave their side. You can't just assume everything's going to be all right. You've been put here, placed here, empowered by a holy God with a holy ghost to make sure that you have the wisdom that comes from on high so that you can carry out the mission of life and take care of your spouse, take care of your children, cover them everywhere they go, and listen. You will have the peace of God that passes all understanding. I want everybody to close your eyes, if you will. I don't want anybody looking around. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we come before you, Lord, we know that it's not your will that any perish, but that all have eternal, everlasting life. God, I thank you that you put us here and you equipped us with your word, Lord, to help us see this is not the time nor the hour to be passive, to fall asleep, to assume. We've got to be vigilant. We've got to be proactive. We've got to understand that there's power in prayer and there's no limitations to where our prayer can go and what it can do. We've got to bathe our spouse in prayer. We've got to bathe our children in prayer like we bathe our bodies. We've got to do this. We've got to make sure that Satan don't bounce in and do his thing like we make sure there's money in the bank so checks don't bounce. God, help us to be wise in this hour. Help us not to, to, to grow apart from one another, but help us to grow closer together because we are your church. We are your bride, Lord, and we have to see, God, that there is an apple of opportunity that Satan always has in front of us, and he's wanting us to take it. He will justify it, Lord, in our lives. So many ways he will justify it, but God... There's death and destruction after we begin to consume what Satan puts there. So, God, I pray over every person in this church right now that has heard your word today. Let it fall into soil that's so fertile and receptive, God. Help us, Lord, to pray together, to love together, to worship together, God. 
and to wait on you because you know what to do in every and all things, Lord. And there is absolutely, God, nothing else like your presence and us being in it, Lord. God, we give you praise and honor and glory in the precious name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. If you are close to, uh, if you have a child or a spouse, close by it. Now, somebody that needs Jesus and wants to come to this altar, that's, that's the priority. And I want you to come, and I want to introduce you to Jesus. But if you, if, you're, if you have a husband or wife, and they're here, or a child, or a grandchild, or, now listen, this is, this is everybody, or you, you don't have any of those here in the building, I want you to, in your hand, I want you to hold those that you represent, whether, whether it's a parent or a sibling or a spouse. Or, I want you to hold them up against your heart because we're about to pray for every single person. So if you have to move around, I know we got people backstage and all that. I want you to do that. This is important today. This, this is what I see in front of me is what Satan is after. This is what he's trying to destroy and tear apart. And so, I don't have a bit of problem taking a few minutes here to do what needs to be done. So if you need to move, it's, it's quite all right. And those of you that are online, the same thing. If you have somebody that they're not in the room with you or, you, or you're watching this later, I want you to hold that person up against your chest. And I want to pray over it. I want you to pray. Like you've never prayed before. Like you've never prayed before. You want, if you do want to come as a family or a couple or an individual, come right on. But... But we've got, we've got to not be in such a hurry. I'm not trying to extend or drag something out. But I'm telling you right now, Satan moved in. He was patient. He waited until the opportunity was right. And he's still doing that even right this minute. So we're doing what we need to do today. If you've got unsaved parents, if you've got an unsaved uh, spouse, siblings, relatives it's time to hunker down as they say we got to get we got we got we got to we got to get busy here we got to do it on our knees father god in the name of jesus i anoint myself in behalf of everybody god i can't get to everybody because people are possibly thousands of miles away that are watching or will watch. God, I pray for homes. I pray for marriages. I don't care how young they are or how old they are. This is the attack. This is where Satan is putting his focus. We are the last group. Disciples are gone. All of that has taken place, Lord. The church, and the church is made up of children, husbands, wives, families, that's what the church is made up of. And God, 
We need for you to anoint us. We need for you to give us wisdom and help us to be able to decipher what the apple is or what the temptation is or what just seems to be convenient and help us to see God in the name of Jesus. We've abandoned somebody that could be saved, Lord, so now we cover them in prayer. We cover our spouse, our wives, our husbands. We, we cover them in prayer in the name of Jesus. We cover our children. Go with them. Go before them. Go behind them. You are Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. God, we pray every, everywhere they go, Lord, that you will be there. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, God. I believe, Lord, no weapon formed against us will prosper or prevail. But God, help us to put the whole armor of God on in the name of Jesus. I pray over depression. I pray over cancer. I pray over high blood pressure. I pray over, God, emotional trauma. I pray over nerves that seem to be raveled to death. I pray, God, over uh, uh, unanswered questions, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, you would take care of every physical condition, every question, God. If people don't get the answer right now, you're the God of peace. You can give them peace while you're working. I pray over babies that are here, babies that will be here. I pray over Wednesday night. I pray over Sunday morning. I pray over our prayer services, Lord. We pray, Lord, right now for Israel. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem right now in the name of Jesus, God. We pray for missionaries everywhere, God. We pray for their families, Lord. Families that are on the line to be executed just because they're sharing the gospel. We lift them up all over the earth, Lord. We pray for the church, God. I pray people, their homes are stronger, their relationships, they have a resilience about them, Lord, to finish this race strong. They have a love deeper for you than they do for anybody or anything else. In the name of Jesus, Lord. In the name of Jesus, help us to want nothing else, Lord. Like we want you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, every sinner that's in the building every sinner online today the Bible says is the day of salvation that rapture I've been talking about earlier it very well could happen today there's not an there's not one other thing in the Bible the rapture is an imminent event meaning it could happen at any time but what you have to understand is only the people prepared are the people that will go and if you are not a born-again, in-love believer of Jesus Christ. You will not be raptured. You won't be. You can't be according to the Bible. But if you say, preacher, today, I just know that I need to make things right with God. I don't care if you think you're saved, but you just have a tugging or you know that you've done nothing at all. To merit salvation and you can't do anything but call on the Lord by the way 
If you will say, Jesus, I surrender, and you mean it, folks. You got to mean that. People say it, but they don't mean it. I surrender. I give you my life. I give you things that have me upset. I give you things I understand. I give you things that I have. I give you things that I don't have, Lord. I give you every bit of me, including my sin. You don't have to explain anything to me, Lord. I give you all of me, and I just want you. If you will pray and ask the Lord to save you by the blood of Jesus, the Bible says he's a faithful God, and he won't leave your side. He won't forsake you. He put that in writing. I once was dead, but now I live. And now my life to him I give. Hallelujah. Give your life to him, folks. Give your life to him. Be faithful. Stay by your family's side. And stay by the Lord's side. Let's sing that. Turn that up a little bit louder. We want to sing that. Hallelujah to the Lord from the depths of your heart. God, that this week we would be so mindful, Lord. We would be so mindful of our place. Lord, we don't have to blame anybody, but in the end, we will have to blame ourselves, Lord. Help us to be a faithful people. Help us not to forsake. God, help us to fireproof as the movie. Help us to fireproof our marriage. Help us to fireproof, Lord, our children, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you would let the words of our mouth, God, we pray it, let the meditations of our heart. God, this week, I'm asking you, Lord, to help us to be mindful of Satan and the fact that he's just sitting silently waiting to come and tempt our children. He's sitting waiting to come in and to destroy another life, another family, another hope, another dream. He's waiting, Lord. Help us to be faithful, God, in all areas of our life. And God, we will hear you say, well done. I know the lights are on, but I want your eyes closed. I feel led to pray for every person here who has an unsaved child or spouse or parent. Father God, and if that's you, call their names out in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for every 
child that is not ready to be raptured, Lord, that, that the power of the Holy Ghost would shake, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would get their attention, God, one way or another. God, that you would reveal yourself to every husband or wife, Lord, that's, that's played around, Lord, with their, their uh, salvation, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that this day, the 28th of August, Lord, that there would be new names written in glory, God. I pray, God, for mamas and daddies and grandparents that are truly not rapture ready, God. The trumpet could sound right now, God, and I'm aware of that. So, Lord, I don't want people to leave unless they know that they know their names are written in glory. And I pray over their children. I pray over their spouse. I pray over their parents. I pray over people that are closely connected to them, Lord. It's not your will that any are lost, but all have everlasting life, Lord. And you gave your life in order to give us everlasting life. So, God, save, save, pull those from drug addiction. Pull those, God, from all sorts of addictions and hang-ups, Lord, that are just out there, Lord, in the world, Lord, chasing, God, things that Satan has tempted them with. In the name of Jesus, reveal yourself this day, we pray, God. Reveal yourself. Save, Lord. Save and rescue. Go beyond people's mental ideas, Lord of what life is. Culture has told them there is no God. Culture has told them there is no cross, Lord. Culture has told them there is no heaven. There is no hell. But God, your word is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord, and it will not pass away. So God, we pray, Lord, go beyond their understanding, God, or their pride, or their arrogance, and let them see, God, whatever you have to take from them, or whatever you have to give to them, Lord, in order to save their soul, we pray it in the name of Jesus. We don't want them to die and go to a devil's hell. And we praise you because you're a faithful prayer answering God, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that God bless you, that God keep you, that God will make his face shine upon you. He'll be gracious unto you. He'll turn his countenance towards you, and he would give you peace in the name of Jesus.